Welcome to Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Marty teaches us verse by verse, chapter by chapter, book by book, through the Word of God. To listen to any of these messages in their entirety or to find out more about our fellowship, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Let's listen in to today's message, and may the Lord richly bless you. What have I to ask beside? Can I doubt His tender mercy? Who through life has been my guide? back in uh, looking at a parable of our Lord. And before we start, I want to read you a modern day parable because I think it's applicable. So there was a man, he was a wealthy man and successful. He had grown a small hardware store into a chain of stores, but now was on his deathbed. He got a late start in life. And so he had three adult sons all in their forties. They all worked for the company and they were surrounding their father in the hospital. When the ailing father then explained to them that before he died, he was going to pick one of the sons to be the president of his company, of his chain of stores, and the other two would have to serve as vice presidents. And so he said, for this, I'm giving you all a task. I'm going to give each son a $10 bill. And tonight at 8 p.m., you will return back to the hospital room, and whatever you've purchased with that $10, whatever can fill this room up the most, that person will win, and they will become president. So at 8 o'clock that night, the first son showed up, and he was so proud because he went to a lumber company, and he had purchased a large bag of wood chips. And his father smiled and said, you've done well, son, and the son spread out the wood chips. Now, it's a parable, so you know this isn't going to happen in a hospital. You know, it's not a true story, it's a parable. So he spreads the wood chips out, and it covers everything but a few spots on the floor. And again, the father smiled and said, well done. Then the second son came in, though, and feeling pretty sure about himself, he said, oh, I think I've done one better, Father. I went to the farm store, and I bought a large bale of hay. And he spread it out, and it covered all the wood chips and the the little parts of the floor that were still showing. And the father smiled and said, well done. Well done, son. But the third son came in, and he just had a small bag. And he had a $5 bill in his hand, and he gave the $5 to his dad and said, here's your change. Which, by the way, we know this is a parable because no, no child ever brings change, do they? I'm just saying, that's, I didn't plan to talk about that, but, you know. Um, but he brought $5 back. He said, here's your change. And uh, he turned the lights out. Then he took out 10 candles. He positioned them in the room, each corner, and everywhere st- strategically. And he took out his little book of matches that he bought, and he lit each one of the candles. And it filled the entire hospital room with light. Filled it completely. And the father smiled and looked at the son, and he died. No, I'm just kidding. That's uh, (laughs) just kidding. So I can't read. Sometimes when you guys are looking at me, I just have to jab you a little. So no, in all seriousness, back to the parable. He said, son, you've done well. You filled the entire room with light. And so you will be the president. And you know, today we're going to be looking at another parable of Jesus. And this, this modern-day parable is appropriate because we're going to be looking at being the light. You know, this world has become increasingly dark. It needs the light more than ever. And so the challenge today as we look at this passage is that you and I are to be the light 
We're not to be hidden. We are to share our light, which is the light of Christ. And we're going to see some warnings in this passage and some encouragements for every believer individually, but also for a congregation, for a fellowship, for any church that would get away from their first love, that would get away from the things that we're called to do. And so with that, let's dive into this passage. Mark chapter 4, I'm going to start at verse 21, and I'll read through verse 25. Also he said to them, Is a lamp brought to be put under a basket or under a bed? Is it not to be set on a lampstand? For there is nothing hidden which will not be revealed, nor has anything been kept secret, but that it should come to light. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. Then he said to them, Take heed what you hear. With the same measure you use, it will be measured to you. And to you who hear, more will be given. For whoever has, to him more will be given. But whoever does not have, even what he has will be taking, taken away from him. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for your word. Thank you for the powerful message of your word. We know you esteem your word above your name. And so, Lord, help me to do it justice. Help me to do it right. And, Lord, help me to get out of the way. But, God, also open the hearts and the minds of your people today, Lord. They're your people. Help them to receive your word. Help them to be changed from the inside out. We praise you and we honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so he starts this parable with this statement. The passage tells us, also he said to them. And so also is relating to what we covered last week. If you were here last week, we covered the parable of the four soils where Jesus gave the parable of the four soils, and we talked about how the first one was hard ground, and they didn't receive the gospel. That was a picture of those who don't receive the gospel. They're too hard-hearted. But then there was a second one that was, was shallow ground, and they were too shallow. They received the gospel quickly. They celebrated it, but then after trial and tribulation came, they walked away from the faith. They were never born again. Then we saw that third soil that was full of thorns, and all those thorns choked out the fruitfulness of that person. And I talked about how that can represent the cares of this world and how we can get caught up in the cares of this world and how our walk with the Lord can be hindered. But then that last soil Jesus spoke of was the good soil. The good soil that was nourished by the sun, the S-O-N, and by the nutrients of the Holy Spirit, by the Word of God. And it produced fruit 30, 60, and 100 fold. Supernatural, exponential growth, amazing growth, but it can only come through a life that is submitted and committed to Jesus Christ. And so now we see also, he said to them. So it's attached in a way, but it's a totally different parable. Also, he said to them, is a lamp brought to be put under a basket or under a bed? Is it not to be set on a lampstand? For there is nothing hidden which will not be revealed, nor has anything been kept secret, but that it should come to light. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. When Jesus says, if anyone has ears to hear, let him hear, listen up. You know, it's important, right? And so today, as we see this, you know, he says that a lamp is brought not to be put under a basket. That can also be translated as bowl. You wouldn't put a lamp under a bowl. You wouldn't put it under a bed either. That would cause a fire, right? But that's not what he's saying. He's saying you're going to hinder the light if you do these things. And understand in Christ's day, the lamps, you know, they didn't have electricity, obviously. So they used oil lamps. And these were these, uh, they, were, they were small little pots that would normally have a few ounces of olive oil. And then they had a little channel where a wick was pressed into it. And they would light them. And each room usually had one. They, they were their flashlights or 
I guess, your cell phone today. You know, everybody has that light they carry around their cell phone. Interesting, they call it a cell phone, you know. When you go to prison or jail, you're in a cell, you know, and then you have cell phones. I'm just saying, it might be related. But so here's the thing, these lamps, Jesus is saying, hey, they're not to be hidden. They're to be put on a lampstand. And understand in those days, in every house, there was usually a lampstand of some kind. In the living quarters, it was usually, in the, poor, the poorer neighborhoods, it was usually just a shelf they would put the lamp on to, to get it some elevation to bring light to the whole room. But it also could be a pillar or an ornate structure where they would put these lamps on these lampstands. And that was so that they could bring light to the whole room. And so when Jesus begins this parable, it's really a rhetorical question. He says, is a lamp brought to be put under a basket or under a bed? Well, we know the answer to that. Lights are strategically placed to remove darkness. Now, last week I had you hinder back, you go back to your junior high and high school days, and it probably hurt your minds. Some of you, you know, it was a long way to think back. And uh, even for me, you know, it's a long way to think back. But remember, I don't know if you remember um, in science class when they would talk about light and dark. And you know what darkness is? It's the absence of all light. Darkness is simply the absence of all light. And so where there is no light, there is darkness. Okay? But where there is light, there can be no darkness. You know, I remember when I was a kid, um, I was about 11 or 12 years old, my family went to this place called Lehman Caves. It was a pretty amazing cave structure, cave, you know, park. I think it might be a national park. But um, we went down into the depths of these caves, and it was just beautiful. It was just a gorgeous sight, and it was all lit up. But then the tour guide led us down into the bottom of it and said, okay, we're going to turn off all the lights. Please now, before cell phones, but what we did have was our digital watches, you know, that you could light up. And so he's warning each one of us. He says, don't push your watches. Don't light a lighter. Don't do any of that. I want you guys to experience absolute darkness. And so they turned off the lights and... It was weird, because unless you've experienced absolute darkness, you don't really know what it's like. It's a darkness you can feel, like the scripture talks about. But he, you, he was still talking. He said, put your hand in front of your face. And it was just weird, because you could get no bearing of where you were at. It was just a strange feeling. And then he lit up a flashlight, and it lit up the whole place. That little flashlight was so bright and so powerful, because you were in absolute darkness. You know, and I love this because, you know, in Revelation 21, the last time, I believe, you can test me on this, the last time light is mentioned in the scripture, it's in Revelation 21. And you know how it's listed? When we are in the new Jerusalem, there will be no sun. There will be no artificial light. The Bible tells us in Revelation that Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, our Lord and Savior, will be the light. And in him there is no shadow of turning. James tells us that in chapter 1. Which means this, you know, here we see the light and it casts shadows because there's a source of light that is emanating from. But during that time period, when we're in the new Jerusalem, there'll be no shadow of turning. Everything will be lit up. Now imagine that, that's absolute light. That's the opposite of absolute darkness. What a beautiful thing. But you know, we shouldn't be surprised. A passage I often quote, John chapter 1, verse 1 through 5. I never get tired of it. I quote it almost every week. This has been Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to hear this message again, or any other in their entirety, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Our fellowship meets in Southeast Nampa, 
and our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. For more information visit our website. Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you. Hi folks, Pastor Marty here. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the teaching today. You know, it's my prayer that it's encouraged you to continue faithfully in the study of God's Word. I think it's so crucially important that these days the body of Christ stay in grounded and anchored in the Word of God as the world around us is sinking in the waves of false doctrine and the opinions of men. If you are seeking a church family, a church home, and you live in the Southeast Nampa area, I want to personally invite you. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. and we currently meet at East Valley Middle School. That's right off Greenhurst and Happy Valley. If you want to find out more, if you have any questions, you need directions, you want to catch up on a message, or if you have a prayer request, just go to our website, golgothafellowship.org. Let me help you spell that. It's G-O-L-G-O-T-H-A fellowship.org. Until next time, may God bless you and remember to hold fast.